Still to come, MTA Chair General Lever uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, supervisors of East Hampton and Pete Van Scoy. But let's squeeze in some baseball, folks, because spring training underway. Got games starting this weekend. No better person to put in play than my man Rick Cerrone, the editor-in-chief of one of my favorites, Baseball Digest. And I got my uh, my copy yesterday, March, April. Fantastic. I couldn't put it down last night. Uh, also, uh, Rick uh, held the seat for 10 years as uh, the Yankees Senior Director of Media Relations. Nice enough to give us a couple here on this Thursday morning. It's great having you. And, you know, you get this baseball season underway aura about, you know, oneself. Uh, if you love baseball, the football finally put to rest. And, you know, we're looking for that next endeavor as far as baseball. But it is underway in full, my friend. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jay, and thanks for making my day that your subscription copy arrived so I can check that box off my list today. So happy to hear that. Glad you're enjoying it. I'm loving it. 40-man rosters gives you a little bit of history on each team. It tells you, you know, about uh, possibilities regarding division of wild card and everything else we need to know. Rookies to watch. Really fantastic job. Fantastic job. So, you know, this offseason, it's kind of the year of the contract. My goodness. You know, everybody was wondering about Judge and $360 million later in nine years. He'll be a Yankee forever. There's some massive money floating around. I think about Xander Bogarts, Rick, in, uh, in San Diego, 11 years, $280 million. I mean, the money is a-flowing here. The Mets with a $374 million payroll. What in the heck's going on these days? Well, in a word, Jay, it's it's really insanity. Uh, you know, you can't you cannot justify these contracts from a business sense. You can only justify them in this desperate search from these from owners. You know, such as you know Steve Cohen, perfect example uh, with the Mets in their quest for a world championship. You know, that's why they got in this thing. Uh, you know, the Mets may not be in the black in twenty twenty three, but They'll be in the black when Steve Cohen, like like the art that he has on his walls and in his home, uh, you know, you you get your money on the back end when you when you move the product. So uh, you know, it's it 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 doesn't really make a lot of business sense. It, it it made perfect business sense for the Yankees, and I say that only because if they had lost Aaron Judge, it would have been a nuclear winter in the Bronx, and every aspect of their business operation from season tickets to suites to sponsorships to the regional sports that would have been impacted. It's not the case really in uh, San Diego. I mean, they they weren't lining up outside Petco Park demanding that the the Padres get Xander Bogarts and sign him to a 10-years-plus contract, which really does not make a lot of sense. So we'll see what happens. It's a crapshoot. Padres, and it makes sense at all for Manny Machado to come out a couple of days ago standing, you know what, I'm opting out. I mean, what the heck is going on with him? You know, you got a couple of guys there, Juan Soto and Machado, might not even be there next season there, Rick. Well, there you go, too. I mean, it, it, it's fraught with, you know, it's a minefield, and you've got to deal with opt-outs now, uh, you, you know, contracts expiring, signing. And here's the other thing. Here's what I think is the key thing. To all these clubs, all my Met fan friends who are so excited about the Mets, and my Yankee fan friends who are excited about the you got to stay relatively healthy. Things can change on a dime. And, you know, a 162-game schedule 
I get, I'll go back to the word. It's kind of a minefield. Anything can happen. You, you already saw it. Oh, we're reporting to camp, and Nestor Cortez has this, and Frankie Munoz has, has, uh, has this. You know, uh, uh, you know uh, it, it really is a minefield, and you got to stay healthy. Right. There's no doubt about it. Rick uh, Saron, Baseball Digest. Uh, please, folks, check this out, Baseball Digest, uh, and get and get it underway. If you are a baseball fan, there's nothing better, I'm telling you right now. Uh, and Rick will be with us all season long. Um, you know, Yanks and Mets, I look at the Mets, okay, who completely flopped in the playoffs against the Padres. Had all the home games, too. Had all the home games right. involved. Uh and I look and see, you know what? Are they better? Are they better than last season? You know, they've added a couple of pieces here and there. They got, you know, obviously DeGrom goes by way of the Texas Rangers. Uh, in comes Justin Verlander, another 40-year-old, to go with the other 40-year-old guy, Max Scherzer. I'm wondering if those two guys can take them to the promised land. I don't know. But are the Mets a better team, in your estimation, Rick Cerrone, than last season? Well, first I have to say that I just called Frankie Montas Frankie Munoz, so that's that's my bad. I apologize for that on the Yankees. But, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Jay. Um, I don't think either the Mets or the Yankees got a lot better, got significantly better. Uh, but, you know, the, the Mets won 100-plus games last year. You know, they don't have to get better. They have to maintain and be better in the postseason which is a crapshoot. So when you bring in a Justin Verlander who does not have a great postseason track record, you match him up with Scherzer, I think, you know, is Diaz going to have the same kind of year he had last year? Is McNeil going to have the same kind of year? Uh, That's what they're going to need when you get into that postseason. And everybody starts at zero and zero. Uh, You know, they're going to, the Mets are going to be in the postseason. The Yankees are going to be in the postseason. Now, we only picked one of those two to win their respective division. I will not say which one at this point, but uh, you know you don't have to win the division. You can you can you can there's you know three other ways to slots to get in the postseason, and b- both teams will be in the postseason, and that's where they have to get better. Now the troubling thing to me is the Yankees because they keep doing the same thing over and over again and basically expecting a different result. So when you look at the Yankees, you say, well, why will things be any different this year in October? You know, yeah, you're going to be in the postseason. You may very well win the AL East. Why do I believe things are going to be better in the postseason? Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I really don't know because I look at surrounding teams – Regarding the Yankees, Rick Soran, look at the Blue Jays. I think they've gotten a little better. I really do. Uh, I look at the Red Sox. You know, I keep I don't sleep on the Red Sox. I mean, how often is it when they have two awful seasons in a row? You know. Now listen, yeah. they've let talent go, but they've acquired talent and they've got some young talent uh, come by way come by way of the minors. So I, I I think I think they will be a lot better the Red Sox. And then of course you would pay in the neck uh, all the Rays. Kind of an off season last year, but they could be back. So I, I don't think it'll be as easy for the Yanks, especially in the beginning of the season, like it was last. Well, time. the other thing is you know don't don't sleep on the Orioles, who seem to be a team on the rise. You know, last year when we did our our contributors for each division, 
each did you know their predictions. <clears throat> I could have picked the teams that would finish last, and I probably did, would have been right on five of the six. You basically knew who was finishing, although no one saw the Red Sox finishing last last year. But this year, it's not easy because the American League East is kind of like loaded from from top to bottom. Somebody's going to have to finish last there. Uh, I think, you know, much to my chagrin, I think we picked the Orioles to finish behind the Red Sox in fifth place, and I'm really uneasy about that. Uh, now, you look at the NL East, uh, I think it's safe to say Washington is, uh, you know, is the fifth-place team in that division. But from one to four, that's a really quality division. So it's going to be really, really interesting. question about it. Uh, and, you know, the interesting part, one particular component of this offseason was Carlos Correa. One final thought here on that. Where the Mets, you know, Mets had an offer, then they pulled it. The injury for the ankle not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, they weren't satisfied with it. Goes back to the Twins. Uh, you know, listen, everybody says Steve Cohn just has an open checkbook. You know, I give the Mets credit here. Um, an investment into to a player of that magnitude. Did you agree with that assessment? Well, I mean, what's not to agree with? I mean, you know, two teams looked at the medicals and decided we we can't invest the number of years that uh, that the player wants based on the records. Um, so, you know, the, the Twins, I think they got a little bit of relief there in the years and the and uh you know maybe some uh, some fallbacks um but um, you know yeah i do give the mets credit that it they didn't blindly you know jump into something so uh you know it is what it is and you know it's going to keep happening with these it's nice to see them show some prudence though and and you know not just blindly going after someone and i i give them credit also for really not engaging with degrom because i can assure you of one thing listen jacob degrom and we wish him well, may have a wonderful season, could win the AL Cy Young Award, but they really don't want to be dealing with that on a regular basis anymore. They, you know, they, 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 The Mets are in a good place. And I'll tell you one of the reasons the Mets are in a really good place. I mean, Buck Showalter. And I've done such a turnaround on Buck Showalter over the years. Uh, he, he is just uh, a joy. And he's, he's an adult in the room. He's a man in charge. But he doesn't take himself too seriously. I mean, if you watch his, you know, uh, forays with the press, which are always entertaining, uh, I, I just think that that Buck has made such a difference to that franchise. Right, right guy for the franchise. I mean, that's the perfect fit. Uh, you know, Jay, let, let me interrupt for one second and say something that you know I, I had the pleasure of being the PR guy for Joe Torrey for 11 years with the Yankees from Joe's first day on the job, uh, you know, till it, through his 11th season. And it always irked me when people would talk about Joe Torrey, his detractors and say, well, Joe Torrey was just in the right place at the right time. Like anybody would have won with that. You know what I mean? Well, I, I beg to differ. Joe Torrey was the right person at the right time. Because I don't think there's any guarantee that any other manager, Buck Showalter included, who remember, you know, Buck walked away from the job, 
after the 95 season, opening the door for, quote, quote, clueless Joe. And, um, you know, believe me, I, I was there, and he was very, very responsible for the success that the Yankees had over those years and getting the, restoring the greatness to the Yankees franchise. A lot has to do, and that's a great point, because I think it's about the group of players, what they warrant as far as the skipper, you know? And that's what Rick's referring to. For that group of Yankees, Joe Torre was the guy. You know, there was a certain uh, demeanor about Torre, and Rick was right there. You know, there was a certain demeanor that, you know, basically presided over that group that won championships. And well, that was really is that same type of guy with the Mets. No question. That was a really interesting group, Jay, in 96 when we went to camp. And I'm like looking around, and we had a lot of veterans. We had brought in Gooden and Kenny Rogers. We had David Cohn and Jimmy Key. Uh, you know, we had Ruben Sierra. We had, a, we had a veteran team with a couple of very young players, including Mariano Rivera and uh, and Derek Jeter. And, you know, Joe was, was able to manage each of them. I mean, it was a great room. Um, it, there was a lot of camaraderie. And, um, you know, the, the results speak for themselves. But Joe had a look. It's about the players. You know, you, you're not winning without good or great players. Or some of whom have career years. But Joe had a lot of responsibility for that enduring success. And we were not one and done, if you recall. So I give Joe a lot of credit. Well, we give him a lot of credit. The fine editor-in-chief of Baseball Digest and all the great work he did in media relations with the Yanks over a 10-year period, 96 to 2006 to be exact, folks. Uh, Rick, 35 days, we can't wait, opening day, and we look having we look forward to having you on many a time during this upcoming. Yeah, we'll have to talk about how the pitch clock is going and the, the bigger bases and the, the new rules because I think they're going to make a big, big difference this year. The shift, right? The shift is the shift, uh, banning the shift. Yeah, no, no more. So that's that to me. That's the best rule of them all. My goodness, and I look forward to the next time we'll talk about that. Thank you, my you friend. You got it, Jay. You bet.